This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com, and I'm joined once again with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle, uh, for those tuning in for the first time, is a relationship expert, popular speaker, and is the author of nine best-selling books. And today we are going to talk about. Well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't say. Maybe I should keep it a secret. Uh, <laughs> no, I will let you guys know. We're talking about. Well, we're calling it the dinner connection. And so often we talk about uh, communication when there's trouble on the the marital horizon. Um, uh, but we don't really talk about what what about when everything's going well um and and pretty good um are there communication habits that we could adopt that would make things even better and that's what we're going to talk about today absolutely and one of my favorites Steve and a real easy one to implement revolves around an activity most of us do every day and enjoy a lot that is to say eating ah uh, i love it <laughs> <laughs> okay so You've piqued my interest. Uh, what do you mean by eating? Well, there are three parts to any activity, right? There's the before, there's the during, and there's the after. And one of the times you are most likely to share with your spouse, eating-wise, is dinner. Now, granted, some couples work opposite shifts and rarely come together for dinner, but most of us manage to come together for dinner most nights of the week. So dinner, making it, enjoying it, cleaning up, can be a great time for fun, happy communication if you make it so. Okay, so so let's start with the the making dinner part then. Where where do you see the fun, happy communication in that process? Well, any shared activity, Steve, is more likely to bring you together as a couple than a solo activity. So even if one of you is the primary cook, if you will, or chef, mm-hmm. the other one can always be asked to salad or make iced tea or open a bottle of wine, whatever it is, and not, and this is sort of the key, not as in do this, do that, which is, you know, really off-putting, but more in the, in the, with the feeling of, um, would you mind tossing the salad or would you please make us some iced tea or what do you think I should add to the stew, oregano, more salt? Mm-hmm. The, the idea is to share in the prep, even if the sharing is 90%, 10%. Yeah, You know, it, it's not the 50-50 that's important, and people get awfully hung up on that. You know, they think that if, well, if we're going to do this making the dinner thing together, then at the very least, you know, he should make the pot roast, and I'll make the vegetables and the salad, but it should be pretty even, Stephen. Yeah. And I'm going, why? <laughs> why? Whoever's the, whoever enjoys doing the, the, the prep stuff more should be doing more of it. Yeah. But not as an obligation, but as something they enjoy doing. And then the other one is there doing whatever they enjoy as part of it. It's kind of 
more a being together in a happy way than a we have to make dinner. Yeah, and not joy. And you know uh, that old saying: "Too many cooks in the kitchen." You don't want to be fifty-fifty, probably, because it'll just <laughs> it'll be it'll be awful. That's true, and in most households, it isn't fifty-fifty. Yeah, it, and it does vary. You know, sometimes it's the guy that prefers to do most of the cooking. Sometimes it's the gal. It, there's no there's no gender singing in here, and you know, often Steve, at this point, the conversation will revolve around what's happened in each other's day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, what you do, how'd it go, that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I can say that in this house, I'm the one that does the cooking. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> and but my wife loves uh, she she definitely helps around, and um, she loves being the taste tester on things because mm-hmm. her palate is a lot more discriminatory than mine. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'm a garbage disposal. I'll put down pretty much anything, and she has her <laughs> she has her tastes. Um, and and most importantly, it puts you both in the same place doing something that's enjoyable at the same time. That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in a, getting back to what you're talking about, so in a sense, um, you're really talking about getting reconnected by sharing an activity and then by sharing your day. Yes, yes. And a great communication habit to get into is to talk more about the good things, the positive things that happen in your day, rather than indulge in a long list of miseries and complaints. Because, quite frankly, positive things are more connecting more conducive to feeling good. It's just basic common sense. Mm-hmm. But beyond the common sense thing, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're aware, Steve, uh, and a lot of our listeners probably are too, that um, Dr. Gottman's research has shown that if you say seven positive things to three negative things, you'll do very well in your relationship. Yeah, that's the, that's the positive to negative ratio. That's uh, right. And it's, 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 it's in everything. It isn't just in what you say to your spouse. It's in what you say around your spouse. Uh-huh. So it's real important. Sure, of course you can say, ah, I can't believe what coworker Nancy did today. You know, she, she dropped whatever and it broke and then this and that. That's fine. But that's enough for the negative litany. Okay. Then there's, oh, and you know, when my boss said this about my work and I was really excited about getting started on this project, whatever. And so that's the positive aspect. The other really great communication habit, Steve, to get into at this point is listening. Okay. There is nothing more off-putting than to have your spouse lay out his whole day to you and you respond with just, uh-huh, or start spouting off your day. I mean, it, it's go for the interaction. <laughs> go for the interaction. <laughs> so, so, again, the idea here is to, to connect. Yeah. yeah, that's why we called it the dinner connection. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and, and it's why it's so important to respond in some way to what your spouse offers. I mean, that way they feel acknowledged and they feel valued. So, you know, when, when your spouse says, oh, and I got started on this project and I'm, I'm kind of nervous about it, but I'm really excited about it, that's such a great cue to go, oh, really? Well, what's got you excited? What about it making you excited? Whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now you're showing, you're acknowledging that you appreciate his happiness, his interest, his whatever, and he's going to appreciate right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all this sets the stage beautifully, Steve for what can go on between you when you're actually enjoying the dinner part. Uh, now, the other thing I was going to ask you about this whole process of making dinner, setting it up and everything, because you're doing – I mean I know things are going good in the marriage. Um, you're talking about positive things. Uh, but but is the particular setting um, of being at home in the kitchen – uh, does that play an integral role in ha- why this form of communication is so valuable? 
You know, that's a great point, Steve, because a kitchen is, if you will, an extension of the old-fashioned hearth, mm-hmm. and it is the warm, intimate place of the house, outside of the bedroom, which has a different kind of intimacy. But like at a party, what happens? Everybody starts congregating into the kitchen. Yeah. And it's not because they're starving. It's because it's the connecting place. It's the warm place. It's the, the feeling place, if you will. And so, yes, the fact that you're prepping in your own kitchen has a different, a different intimacy than if you were a professional um, chef or cook and you're in a commercial kitchen. That yeah. doesn't have this feel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. The, the kitchen is a special place. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I feel that way. I just wanted to get confirmation. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's absolutely. And you can see it just in the course of ordinary life. People tend to congregate in the kitchen. Yeah, that's true. And, and it is what used to be called the hearth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We just don't now have great open fire pits. Yeah. Well, not most of the time. <laughs> not unless <laughs> you're a really bad season, cook. <laughs> really, yeah. And barbecues aren't really the same because it's taking place not in that intimate sort of environment. So sure, you both can do your barbecue together, but you'll find that the kitchen is actually the most conducive to this kind of thing. Okay, okay. Uh, so so moving forward, we, we've done our cooking. Um, we're now at the dinner table uh, what are some good communication habits we can get into uh, around the dinner table? Turn off the TV. Okay. Put away the iPad. Put away the phone, smart or otherwise. What are we supposed <laughs> to do without those things? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, I know, I know. But really, if, if all you're connecting through is the TV, you may be physically close to each other, you know, seated catty corner or side by side or whatever at the dinner table, but you're not sharing of each other. Mm-hmm. TV is a wonderful thing to share in, as downtime, but not when you're trying to connect and communicate. I mean, that, that just, and of course, interrupting your conversation, you know, with, oh, got to take this call, or letting your eye wander to something that just crept across your iPad. That kind of thing is, it, it tells your spouse what? They're not important. Mm-hmm. They're not valued. So don't do it. I mean, with the exception of a brain surgeon who's going to operate on somebody critically ill in the next 20 minutes and has to have his or her phone on during dinner, most of us aren't in that kind of an emergency setting. Yeah. So whatever it is, turn it off. Yeah, that's what DVRs are invented for. So you can watch whatever show later. (laughs) Totally. I'm in love with TiVo. Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's wonderful stuff. And secondly, and this is a biggie, is no arguing at the dinner table. Okay. I know that sounds strange because some families have been brought up on arguing. Yeah, that's where, you, that's where the arguments go down. Exactly. But, A, it ruins your digestion, especially when you're no longer 15, when everything goes into you like a goat. <laughs> it ruins your digestion, and it sets the evening off on a bad tone. I mean, let's think about it. If you're starting to disagree at the dinner table and it goes into an argument, what do you think that bedtime is going to look like? Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, I could get that direct about it. But it's not conducive to the good feels between people. Mm-hmm. So if you find you're starting to seriously disagree about something, change the subject. That's not a cop-out. What you, you change it by saying, you know, maybe, maybe this is something we can talk about a little later. And leave it be. Just leave it be. Make your dinner time a place for uplifting, positive communication. I don't mean Pollyanna. I mean, you can talk about serious things. Of course you can just don't fight about it. Okay. So and, that that's a great point too because I'm sure uh you know we're still quite a ways away but we're starting to see the the 
political commercials and stuff running on the TV. So I'm sure sure you're going to have some of those like serious and sometimes heated and emotional conversations right. taking place at the dinner table. So that's good. Right. You know, it's just a good reminder that you can talk about serious stuff. Just, you know, if you're going to fight about it, choose a n- different time. Exactly. Exactly. And it's perfectly all right to say, you know what? I think this, this we should maybe come back to this later because right now I'm really enjoying just sitting here with you and looking in your eyes and having a good time with you. I let it go. Mm-hmm. You, you really can't argue about it later. And then what I've found, Steve, because people sometimes wonder, well, okay, well, if I'm turning off the TV, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm not going get, to get the arguments, what am I going to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that awful sort of, we're going to be silent for the next 40 minutes. Yeah. Save up some tidbits from your day. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff that happens during your day. Maybe it's something you observed, I don't know, some, some funny person had a really weird plaid and polka dot combination on her. Or maybe it's something you read about. Or maybe something you got a tweet about. Or maybe it's something you heard on the radio on the way home or, or, or through the Internet when you were browsing. Whatever. Save up a few little tidbits like that and share them with your spouse. I, I have I – ha, I, I, excuse me to interrupt, but I have yes. a brilliant idea for this one. Oh, good. They could read some Hitched articles and listen to this podcast and then talk about it. Yes, they could. <laughs> yes, they could. Because Hitched is definitely inspiring and fun. It's a shameless plug. I had to throw it in there. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> you have so many good things, though. Quite frankly, one could just you know browse through your site any given day of the week or listen to the tweets or whatever, look at the tweets, and you'd find all sorts of fun stuff to pick up on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, so we're done having our brilliant conversation about Hitched. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And we're now moving back into the kitchen to do some cleanup. Uh, How how do we continue this great conversation uh, during the cleanup process? Well, now this is one I discovered all by myself in my my single day and then figured out that it could work really well in my non-single day, in my Hitched day, which is put the music on. Put the music on. Put some fun, light music on. I mean, for me, Latin music will do it any time. It's kind of got that rhythm, you know, it makes <laughs> me want to get up and boogie. And, and just let the, the music, if you will, infuse you guys so that cleaning up doesn't become a chore. Mm. It's not that big a deal. You know, it's not like we're having 10 to dinner and there's, you know, four courses. It's just you guys. It's not a big whoop. And if you put the music on, it oddly enough tends to keep things light. And that's really what you want. You want the conclusion of this beginning, middle, and end event to be lighthearted, to be pleasant, so that, you know, at the end of it, you dry your hands on the dish towel, give each other a kiss, and go about whatever you're going to do for the rest of the evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's not like we're pouring concrete. We're just wiping off no. some dishes and throwing them on a dishwasher. Exactly. It's yeah. just not a big whoop. Yeah. And, and I think that the, the problem is often that people just think about cleanup as a chore in and of itself, instead of just getting it down to what it really is, which is even if you don't have a dishwasher, it's rinsing a few dishes, throw, you know, putting them through the, the soap and draw. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So you just go for it. And if there is a, a really disgusting pot or pan or something, so soak it already. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't fret over it. Don't ruin your evening with your spouse by making a big hoo-ha out of, well, I have to scrub this pot clean because, after all, if I don't do it right now. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. You'll live. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a lot more fun. Yes, I'm the master soaker over here. I <laughs> I do not like to to try to scrub the heck out of something if I know I can just soak it for 20 minutes and it'll be nice and easy to wipe. 
Right. There you go. So you mentioned you mentioned music, which I think is a brilliant idea. Um, do do you kind of apply that same thing to the eating process, the dinner uh, consumption process, with like uh, candles or mood lighting or anything of that? Like, is, is that going too they, far? Well, let's put it this way: it just depends on which what the couple's week is like, and whether dinner is something that is um, amenable to being a romantic event that evening when music and candles are appropriate, or where it's kind of more mundane. It's just our regular dinner. So it just depends on, on what you're up to. It's it's not something you can set a standard by. Yeah. Okay. Some couples like to have some mood music going on in the background all the time. That's great. Yeah. For others, it, it, you know, it doesn't feel right unless they're doing the whole big whoop. Yeah, it doesn't okay. really matter. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, the idea of the music, frankly, at cleanup is to keep that light. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you, you don't put on uh, country western, my dog done died. Music, or some dirge from some classical piece, you know, just something, something both, something easy. Okay. You know, and and what I have found happens on a surprising number of occasions is one of the one or both of you will start boogieing in the kitchen, and then we really have fun. Yeah, yeah, that's so oh, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so you know we've we've had a great dinner, um, and I think that is going to do it for us this week, Noel. Great. Uh, so thank you. Makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we recorded this too soon. Uh, so uh, thank you so much for your time. Um, before you go, I want to remind everybody that uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is uh, a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent books are "Your Man Is Wonderful" and "Dangerous Relationships." You can find more uh, about Noelle at her website, drnoellenelson.com. Her other website is yourmaniswonderful.com. You can follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. You can follow me on Twitter at Hitch Media. Uh, We're both on Facebook, so you can just do a little search and find us both there. Um, And then lastly, before we go to uh, today, I want to mention... Uh, if you haven't visited our social network, um, please give it a look. It's it's called Married Life. It's a, the tab on the top right of our website. Um, there has been a whole bunch of upgrades done to it just recently. Um, so if the new all the new upgrades that Facebook did really ticked you off, uh, check ours out. <laughs> it's uh, you can actually sign in with your Facebook account or Gmail account or your Yahoo account, so you don't even have to create anything new. Um, a new password or anything to get into it Um, so you can sign in and then you can you know we have a message board there you can follow Noelle's blog there Um, so there's all sorts of really great stuff Uh, you can connect directly with me and a lot of the other experts uh, on there so give give it a look Um, and if you have any suggestions or recommendations um, let us know we're always open to improve and make it a better experience for you that's what we're all about here Um, so that'll do it this this week, Noelle. So one last time before we go, thank you so much. Thank you, Steve. Okay, and until next time, take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.